Hey guys, welcome back. It's Chris Bircher. This is Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom. This is episode 51, The Personal Inventory. And remember, this is a new phase for Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, and I am developing the idea that people suffer between the person that we are and the person that we feel like we should be. And so this is sort of the first installment beyond episode 50, which just sort of established that idea that there's this, this person that's inside of us who we, who we are, who, who, that feels natural, that has beliefs and values and wants and needs that are meaningful to us, but that it's complicated in its expression to the outside world by the idea of this person that we feel like we're supposed to be, that we feel like we should be. And so there's the, and so that concept builds on so many things that I've already discussed in episodes one to 50. I mean, things from just, a, you know, old beliefs from episode nine, uh, uh, the, 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 the new American dream or dreaming bigger, which I talked about in episodes 18 and 27. The fact that many of us feel different, but really we're all the same because we all feel different. That was at episode 21. And then the idea of things like values, episode 46, habits, episode 26, the concept of a self, episode 34, um, the, the idea that we need to unlearn is probably most relevant to this episode. And that was in episode 48, where I talked about looking at some of the beliefs and habits that we have and potentially letting go of those or retraining our brains to think differently. And maybe there are, are ways that we think and act that are just sort of outdated and we need to uh, get rid of and replace with better habits or beliefs or values or whatever. And so that's what the personal inventory really focuses on. And, and, and you'll find the idea of taking a personal inventory as a pretty common you know, personal growth or self-help technique. And to me, it was first, you know, I first became aware of it through reading Carlos Castaneda and the adventures of Don Juan Matus, uh, the teachings of Don Juan, the journey to Ixalan, a separate reality, all those books that were pretty popular in the counterculture in the 60s uh, that talked about this anthropologist um, journeys to central Mexico to learn from this, um, this sort of this Mexican shaman. And, it, and what, what Don Juan teaches Carlos Castaneda in those books is about the Toltec way of life. And, and Toltecs are a, a, an old lineage of people of knowledge. There's no race. There's no, um, you know, real, it's not like when you say the Mayans or you say, you know, the, 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 the Peruvian tribes in the Andes. I mean, Toltecs is just really sort of a, a label that people use to talk about each other. So the term Toltec doesn't necessarily mean, you know, um, some cultural group. It really means a lineage of, of, of a way to understand the world and a way to behave in the world. And, um, they, had this concept of personal inventory that in order to begin the process of becoming a person of knowledge, which is comparable to terms like uh, enlightenment or or becoming a better person or being a higher level human or whatever it is on whatever journey that you're on towards some you know personal improvement, uh, the idea of personal inventory was an absolute critical part of the beginning of that process, and so I introduce it here <coughs> as a necessary part of the beginning of reducing the dissonance between the person that you are and the person that you should be. First of all, we got to lay everything out. So I, and, and, and our, actually, Carlos Castaneda talked about this as, you know, putting everything out on a table. 
to, to be seen. This is, these are all of the things that make you you and make me me. They're the things I like. They're the things I've done. They're the things I believe. They're the things that I think are important. They're the people in my life. They're you know, work-related things, my car, the foods I like to eat. All of those things go out, the things that define who we are. And, it, and, and for many of us, this is a, this is, it's one of those things, right, that you think you get. Oh, I, I know all that stuff. I could tell you all that stuff. But then when you actually start through the process, you realize that there's a lot more to you than you think there is. And so it's really kind of the action part or an organized approach to addressing the question of who am I? Uh, and, and so it's just a cool process that you can do. And so that's one part of it. All the things that you want, need, value, believe in, like all, all that. But then, but, but then, so, it, but it's not just right now. It's also your history. So part of this is taking a journey back through your life to who you were when you were a kid, who you were when you were a child, who you were in your household, who you were as a teenager, who you were when you went out into the world to become your own person, who you became, you know, the different people you might have been, the things that you've done, the experiences that you had, your history. So there's a time element, you know, so it's pretty comprehensive when you really start thinking about, you know, for me, I did things like, where did I live? Number one, because I moved around a lot. So it helped me to sort of put things into time. Say, oh, and sometimes I'd be like, I forgot I lived in Evansville, Indiana for a week in 1991 or, or, or whatever. And you write all that stuff out and you go, who are my friends during the, these periods? What were my jobs during these periods? And all that sort of brings back all these other memories. And, you know, like, it's not something you sit down and knock out in 15 minutes. It's a, it's a difficult, strenuous activity. And the, the more details they, or the more um, effort, you know, time you can spend doing this to really have these memories and to, and to record them, at least in your brain, the better off you're going to be, the better picture, the better inventory you're going to have. So uh, ideally, you're going to have a comprehensive inventory of, of who you are. And that's how you go about answering that question. You don't just gaze at your navel, right? This is the action, the action part. Making this a little more difficult is I think what you'll learn in this process is that, you know, who's the you in this equation? Who's the me, right? I've said several times, you know, like um, in uh, episode uh, 34, self, you know, there's this you, but then there's all these other like sub-yous. You know, I've, I've said a couple times before, which I heard somebody else say, that you're not the person that's talking to you in your head. You're the person who's listening, so there's at least two people. And then you may notice that um, depending on the time or the period that you may, you know, the, the information may be coming to you through the voices of you as a 16-year-old or you in the role that you played in the job that you worked in that office or the time that you delivered pizza and the person that you were when you interacted with customers. Those voices you'll notice as you do this are not always the same. And so I've mentioned this a few times before, but something that I've really gotten into recently and, 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 and sort of <clears throat> have, have accepted as a part of what I want to explore in the future of this are versus should problem is that we're really comprised of multiple parts. You know, our, there's our self, there's the you, 
the most familiar part, the one that listens to these parts talking. But then there's all these other roles that you play, which we can call parts or characters or pieces of you. And they all have fairly unique voices. And as it turns out, they, they're, they're there for a reason. And so there's, those parts represent the relationship between you and the time, some time period, either past or present, and some particular value, belief, act that's part of you. And so as you do the personal inventory, you will become aware of multiple pieces of you. And, and that's something to explore later, but it, it's, it's a neat emergent property, I think, of doing the personal inventory work. Um, and, and it also helps to reduce any confusion or dissonance over the inconsistencies that will happen. Because a lot of us, you know, you can say, gosh, I can't believe like when I was 20, I jumped off a 60 foot bridge. I don't know. I was such a risk taker or I can't believe I would drink so much in college or, um, you know, those, you would say that that's not me anymore. Well, it, it was you. And so it's still a part of you. It didn't just go away, <laughs> right? Those that belief system, those actions, those values, those things you liked are still part of you. I guess that's kind of my point. As all of this stuff is still important. You can't just say, I'm not that person anymore. Therefore, I don't have to put any of that stuff on the table. That's not part of the personal inventory. It absolutely is part of the personal inventory. If it's something that you did, if it's something that you experienced, if it's something that you liked or disliked or showed you know, contempt for or whatever, it's part of you. So I guess that's, that's a you know, enough about laying everything out on the table and taking your personal inventory and figuring out your likes and your wants and your values and your beliefs and all that stuff. And again, you can re- reference back to some of those episodes, which I'll have in the notes uh, below this episode and on my webpage for the, the, the blog post for this uh, episode. If you want to re- reference some of those things about you know, more information about how to go about taking your personal inventory and more information about some of the key concepts like self and your habits and your values and the process of unlearning. Really a couple of things. One, the assumption could be that you did all of this stuff and this is all coming from you or some part or yourself. Uh, but when you, either this will come up automatically or it's something that you should consider while you're doing this, is that some of these beliefs, values, likes, wants, needs, were taught to you and you never really thought about it. So some of these things have you, so there's two ways you've come about these. These are either the result of choices that you've made and assessments. And, you know, somebody says, well, what do you want for dinner? You can have a sandwich, a pizza, a hamburger or soup. You know, you say, I want the soup. Well, you've made a choice. If somebody just puts a hamburger in front of you, doesn't say anything you haven't really made a choice. I mean, the choice you can eat it or not, but you didn't choose what you wanted. And so some of these beliefs and values were just taught to you. They're part of your, your, the, the system outside of you, you know, so per, the personal inventory in, in many ways has to do with you, but you can't tease you apart from the people in your life. So your family, your coworkers, your friends, your you know, schoolmates, your teachers, the law enforcement, all the people who are in your life, 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 politic, politicians, and all the systems that govern you in your life have also been a part of that. And they have contributed to what's on your table and what's in your personal inventory. So, so part of your job is to assess 
you know, ideally each item on the table and figure out whether or not this is something that you chose. Well, really, I mean, you chose, somebody else chose for you. And really the question is, is this serving you anymore? Is this something that's important in your life? Is this something important in your life that you're missing and you've forgotten about and maybe you need to bring back to the forefront? Uh, for me, for example, I just, I, mean, I don't know if it's COVID or if, I think it's more just my nature of being introverted. I've, I've become more and more isolated over the last couple of years and I really miss hanging out with friends and I really real, realize that I need to make a better effort uh, because of some of my other friends during COVID didn't lose those relationships where I feel like I sort of use COVID as an excuse to put more distance between my friends and I. And so now I realize I need to put a better effort in this. So as I'm you know, assessing what's on my table. I'm moving some things to the front and pushing some things to the back. And some of the stuff I'm knocking off the sides. If I said something like, why am I having racist feelings towards my coworkers when I have really good friends who are, are, where did I get this idea from? And then you sort of think, well, my family was really racist. So maybe I learned that from them. And maybe that's something you want to knock completely off of the table and something that you want to put in your mind to remember that isn't you, but you have the tendencies or the the learnings or that you've had the teachings and the exposure to that sort of behavioral system without ever thinking about it. And an example of that, I mean, I, I talk about this in several different episodes, but an example of that is religion or politics. Most of us, um, we, we embody the, the political party and the religious affiliation of the, the, the households that we grew up in without ever having really been presented with the menu, right? Nobody said, here's all the options. Which one do you want to be? You said, oh, mom and dad are um, Hindu, so that's what I'm going to be. And maybe that's completely okay, but that's the opportunity during the personal inventory is to look at the religious thing. And, you know, I almost <clears throat> picture this as like a play set, you know, with action figures and, 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 and cars and trees and, you know, props all over your table. And you can pick one up individually and go, hmm, here's the religion one. Where did this come from? Oh, I learned this in my family. Well, you, wow, they don't accept homosexual people in the church. I don't think this is something I want anymore. I'm going to take this off the table. And I'm, I'm going to, or I'm going to keep it on the table, but I'm going to change it from you know, whatever type of religion it is to something else. I'm going to choose now. I'm going to think about, and that's, you know, that's what this is, is a big opportunity. And until you, if you don't build your personal inventory and make an effort to be thorough (laughs) about all of these things, you're going to miss something, right? And, and, and so this is your opportunity. To, yeah, and I'm not saying you spend six months of your life and you quit your job and you're doing 14-hour days. You know, I'm just saying it's so easy for us to just go, sort of go, I know who I am. I don't need to do that. I'm good. I've done it. I'm good. Well, you know, maybe you need to push that a little bit further. I think most of us tend to do to to assume that we know these things already because they're so inherent to who we are. But if you've never really sat down and written them out, you know, journaling is a great exercise for this because it gets some of these things out. Um, having, uh, you know, conversations with your, the people you grew up with or your family that have some other, um, they may have new insight about how you used to be, or, you know, one of the things that people always ask you, uh, or I, I've, I've always read 
doing online quizzes or in therapy or whatever where people say, well, what, what would your best friend say about you? And, and I've always struggled with that. But you know how you could find out is you could ask them, you know, like, do you think I'm an assertive person? Do you think I'm a smart person? You know, how do I come across? Which is kind of an awkward, uncomfortable conversation to have. But I don't think your very best friends would have a problem with that. I mean, they would answer your question, hopefully, honestly. Anyway, there are lots of different ways you can go about doing this. But I think as exhaustive as you can stand to be is going to set you up for um, the next step, you know, episode 52 or whatever chapter this becomes. I mean, the first thing you have to do is if you're going to figure out who you are versus who you feel like you should be, is to put as much information into the model. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because I, I, I think about this sometimes. It, there's all this talk uh, about the Facebook and the TikTok and the YouTube algorithms. You know, the the way the marketing wizards have designed um, a monetization scheme to capture your attention. There's an algorithm that presents you with information so that you'll spend more time watching YouTube and thus be exposed to more advertising. Well, I, I use the word model instead of algorithm. Algorithm is just a, you know, a fancy, fancy word for some mathematical formula that, you know, makes something happen or um, generates some result. A model is the same thing. And a model and an algorithm is really just a simplification of the world. It's saying we really want to understand how the world works. And in the case of YouTube, we want to manipulate the result of the way that system works. Um, by sim- and we, in order to do that, we have to simplify it because it's just the world is too complex. It's like any it's like any statistical exercise. We want to simplify the world so that we can reduce it to just a few parts and then we'll manipulate those parts to see how it works. That's the same thing that I'm, <laughs> I'm working on, right? I'm working on uh, a, a model or a simplification of our life that will hopefully lead to a simpler life. <laughs> We've gotten so complex in the way and the amount of information uh, and the choices and the influence. Um, and so we're sort of constantly acting on the surface of making choices, which distracts us, I think, from the more important element. And that's, are you enjoying your life? Are you happy? Are you satisfied? Are you content? Or are you suffering? Um, and so inherent to the idea that there's a dissonance between the are and the should uh, there's also sort of a, a, a bigger problem of having gotten there in the first place. How did we arrive? Uh, and I'm not sure that that's exactly what I want to... I'm not trying to solve that problem. Um, but there is an element of how did we get here, I think, that will come out to all this stuff. Um, but for now, I think the important part is how do we solve the problem? So episode one introduced the problem, or episode 50 in this case, uh, that we struggle between the person who we are and the person that we feel that we should be. And we spend, what, I, what, what I'm arguing, I guess, here, a disproportionate amount of energy supporting the should-be person because we think that's what we're supposed to do by some extrinsic r- ruler, <laughs> def- whatever, when we do it to ourselves, I guess. 
but but, but that, that that there's this person that we are that really might be easier to be. Like it seems like I guess this is why would we care? You know, it seems like it would just be easier to be the person that we are and that it would if we could do that the belief is, my belief is, it would reduce our suffering and we'd have fewer problems and we'd have extra energy left over uh, to do fun stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, the second step, the first step after recognizing the problem is to take a personal inventory, figure out who you are, identify all of the different elements of yourself that are working on a day-to-day basis, Work through your wants, likes, beliefs, values. Improve upon those things where you can. Change them where you see fit, or at least open the the door to the opportunity to do those things. And um, I'll figure out what we're going to talk about next week before next week. I appreciate your time. I'm Chris Bircher. Knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. This has been episode 51, Personal Inventory. I will see you next week.